What do you have there? It's a card. There's one for you, too. Thanks. Um, from Lou? What, what's this all about? It's our one-year anniversary podcasting. I can't believe you forgot. Paper is the traditional gift for one-year anniversaries. It's fragile and delicate, like the first year of podcasting. <laughs> really? Uh, <clears throat> happy anniversary. Number one, stop being cranky, Bill. Number two, get your shit together, Scott. It's about time. Number three, design a Dark Lord. A to-do list? Yeah. It's our one-year anniversary. And to celebrate, we're creating a Dark Lord this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Support the Dungeon Master's Dojo by heading over to Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and leave a review. Take the time to leave a comment as well. This helps make us more searchable to those listeners interested in content such as ours. But more importantly, we want to know how we are doing and what topics you would like to hear about. Another way you can support the DMD is buying the DMD Asaki so we can continue to deliver quality content to you, our listeners. This also helps us upgrade and replace equipment. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the DMD and buy us a Saki or three or five. Don't forget to say something nice or mean. We don't care. You're buying us a Saki. Now on to this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Hey, Scott. Hey, Bill. Hi, Lou. Hello. We're creating a Dark Lord today. I was secretly dreading this episode. Kapow! <laughs> Dad joke. I didn't get it at first. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, why? You're, you're in a bit of a funk today. <laughs> That's because he's got stuck in the mist. He got stuck in the That's mist. That's got to be it. I've been looking forward to uh, not only creating a Dark Lord, uh, but also creating a Domain of Dread and... I have a pretty good template in my mind for a Dark Lord. Oh, geez. That smiles. <laughs> Makes me scared. Uh, I, we'll sit down and do some creation together, and he's like, I have an idea. And he'll throw it out there, and then I'll throw my spin on the different corners and stuff, and he's like, ooh, and, and then he'll take off on another tangent. And, I'll, and I, all I, he starts to spin, and I just, I just keep giving him a couple flicks here and there to make sure he keeps speed. <laughs> keep giving him sugar. I mean... I may pass out during this, though, just an FYI. If there's a thud, I'll probably be fine. The ambulance will be able to revive me. Lou, uh, Lou told me I had to stop breathing. Through uh, the mouth. So, so much. Yes, he did. When, t- he told us when, both. When yes. doing that. Told us yeah. when, when you do your, your um, remotes, I need you to stop breathing. Yeah. He says. And then it was a pause. And then he, and, and he seen the looks on our face. He goes, oh, oh, oh through your mouth. Yeah, I, but it was it was. It was too late. You yeah, know, yeah. This just, is what's wrong with corporate America today. All these CEOs, Lou sitting here in his three-piece suit, 
You know, he drove in in his Maserati. It is a stylish title. Yeah. I'll give him um, that. And, uh, you know, he's got a beverage in front of him on a hot day. Bill and I are slaving in front of microphones and T-shirts. And, uh, and warm beer. He yeah. wouldn't even bring us cold yeah. beer. He he's like, six, ice costs extra. A six-pack for both of us has been sitting in his car all day. I scalded yeah. my tongue. If I slur, it's not the alcohol. It's the fact that I scalded my tongue because Lou's feeding me 98-degree beer. Yeah. 198-degree He beer. seems nice and everything, but he's kind of mean. You're our personal. Dark Lord. Dark Lord. That's it. And, and moving right along it's with not the, funny. With the template <laughs> gonna, I have in mind. I'm going to thunder wave oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do tell about the template. This is a nice way to start if you're not familiar with trying to build something like this. But yeah. I think between you and I, you have a very, very creative mind. So I think between the yeah. two of us, we can just, just dive right into this. My Dark Lord I have in mind is a producer. I like <laughs> it so far. <laughs> is this going to be for the battle of the bands <laughs> that you're putting on? <laughs> I, I, um, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking our Dark Lord should be a woman. Okay. Or a, a female. And our dark lord should in in ladies. It's not because I have any resentment or hatred towards women. I just think that um, you know what, male villains are overdone. They've had their moment in the spotlight. Darth Vader, they're they're overdone. Cool, cool villain. Sauron, cool villain. But no epic female villains come to mind. But I want this one to be a child. What was Thor's sister's name? Uh. Susan, I think. <laughs> Susan. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. I don't know. She was she was from Southern Asgard. She was badass. He- Hella? Was that? Yeah, was? I think it was Hella. It was Hella. A female and a child, like a ten year old girl. I I watched a YouTube video last night. There, there's this guy, um, Simon Whistler. Have you ever? Simon Whistler has like he's his he's his British guy. He reminds me of Jared, kind of. Which one? We know two. Uh, Jared, uh, like our Jared, D&D Jared. Thank you. He yeah. got lost for me. You see the look in his yeah. eyes that glazed over. I was, I was like, <laughs> Jared, like, from Subway? Isn't he in Jared? <laughs> um, yeah, our Jared, he's just, he's, uh, you know, he's a slender guy with a beard, and uh, he's got, you know, he shaves his head, but he's just, he's got this awesome British accent, and he does all these cool youtube videos but he did one on the uh on a 10 year old serial killer in england and it was creepy cool it was like really creepy so i i see her as being a a child who is very long lived so she's got a child's body and a child's face and a child's uh, appearance you know she, she has that that cherubic look that children do mm-hmm. um you know maybe she's like she's a cute child yeah the little smile the doe eyes the, yeah. the giggle that you know it's like, oh everyone loves the child's laugh but she's evil you know so maybe she dresses not so much like a child maybe she dresses like like a, an adult woman would you know um like if she was in modern society she'd have like the power business suit but okay. since she's in the domain of dread she'd have something equivalent so it's a little bizarre when you first come across this this dark lord because she's she's like a 10 year old but she's dressed like 
like an like an adult, you know, like someone who's in a position of power, power and speaks, authority. Speaks you know? like an adult when when she wants. Yes, yes, and uh, usually when it's too late for the players. Yeah, so of course her past life would be um, maybe she was a child who came came up with some sort of traumatic upbringing, and she took to um, took to acts of evil. You know, maybe she began. Uh, torturing animals as is, 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 uh, many serial killers would. and Perhaps in response to the beatings that she was getting as a yes. child from unloving and uncaring yeah. caretakers. Yeah, born in a brothel, uh, mm. sent to an orphanage. Um, or sold. Or sold, yeah. Um, sold to uh, God knows who is into slavery and to another family who was uh, looking for a child but could not produce one on their own. Um, but every handoff that she experienced was just a worse and worse um, situation. Um, and maybe the, uh, the first killings were like small animals, and then um, she learned rather quickly that because of her diminutive size, um, she wasn't really strong, but she was clever, so she took to poisoning people. Um, or staging scenarios where accidents would happen. So, yes, perhaps there was a... Uh, there was a cruel father figure who fell down the stairs and was rendered immobile. And maybe she, uh, to play off of Lou telling us we can no longer breathe during the podcast, perhaps she put a dainty pillow across his face and, uh, and, and sat on it until he suffocated or knelt upon it or laid across it. I like it. And that's where she got the taste, you know, where now is a power thing. Now I can, now I'm not. No matter how big the adults are, there are ways to take them down. Yes. So perhaps that's what she did for some twisted hobby, you know. Well, she First off, maybe vindication for the, the wrongs that have been given her. You know, and she took care of the family that she was with and then started working her way back through all the people that were handing her off. And accidents seem to follow. Well, yeah. and, you know, I, I don't know if follow is the right term, maybe, to, but accidents seem to happen wherever she had once been. And and soon she maybe finds herself as the heir to the wealthy family's riches that she was sold to because now uh, mother and father have been eliminated. So perhaps now she's got someone, maybe a butler or... Or uh, you know, a handmaiden of sorts who looks after her and is kind of aware of what went down. But but now that she's got an extensive body count, um, they're very cautious. Or they facilitate because if that particular individual or the the, the family members were that bad to just the girl, they're probably bad to everyone. So maybe it was like the house mistress that r runs the house and, and, and is in charge of all the the staff in the house. Because like I said, it's probably a wealthy house. So she runs the household. 
for the master and mistress. Well, now they're gone. The young lady is the mistress of the house now, and she facilitates this action because deep down inside, maybe she wants to do it too, but just doesn't have what it takes to actually follow through. Or or perhaps <clears throat> if you keep your lion fed, it won't mm. make a meal out of you. There you go. So what do you think she'd look like? Well, like you said, a cherubic face. So um, not necessarily the blue hair or the blue eyes, blonde haired, because I think that's just overdone. Yeah, yeah. But I can see just maybe soft hazel eyes, um, raven black hair. Like Snow White, only a twisted version of Snow White. I'm I'm surprised you plucked that right out of my head. Porcelain skin. Porcelain skin, very dainty, um, lace is slight of. Slight of body build, uh, a sweet voice, slightly high-pitched, but when she gets mad, it seems to drop down a little bit and sound more mature when she's angry. Speaks a lot slower when she's angry. As if she's she's picking her words very carefully to, to make sure the impact is exactly what she wants. I could see her with um, a lot of the, the trappings that may be an adult, woman would have you know maybe her um her nails are painted you know or or she's got makeup on so it would be an odd sight for someone to encounter this dark lord because it is a a a child that is um physically a child but has been living so long that it's almost achieved and adult kind of mentality it, it would it would see itself as as an adult mm-hmm. because it 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 wields that kind of power um that only only adults could possibly wield but but still maybe very emotionally a child easily easily angered to tantrums which could be terrifying or easily entertained by Yes. Shenanigans. Yeah. Um, now, the shenanigans she's entertained by might be a little bit more graphic to others witnessing them, but... Yeah, uh, twisted kind of entertainments. Um, Imagine going down to the to the docks, to one of the warehouses, and there's a cockfight going on where these, these birds are ravaging each other. Blood is flying everywhere. There's all these gruff burly men in bolo hats and and sports jackets but they look like they wear the same one over and over and over again uh, dock workers fishermen just the hands are all down there and then in one little corner is this diminutive little girl that is pristine in every way with this matronly woman kind of hovering over her, and she's just sitting there clapping her hands and giggling like crazy yep. as the carnage ensues that would be a creepy sight. Yes, most most definitely. Um, and I, I think her name. What would her name be? It would have to be something. Wow, um, something that sounded elevated in in status. You know, like maybe maybe she started with um, with one name. You know, something that. You know, she was named in the in the brothel, but then once the uh, once the 
she was sold to the family of a higher station. Uh, they renamed her something more appropriate, almost like when, you know, you you adopt a puppy and you're not happy with the name it came with and you rename it. There you go. Because in the early stages, I'm sure she would be seen and probably treated as almost like a pet. Very much so. Yeah, it would be a status thing for this wealthy family. So they would have to provide uh, a name worthy of their their uh, their station. Hmm. That's a good one. I got something brewing right in the front forefront of my head, and I'm trying to. How about Lady? Well, no, I can't use that because that's already been used. Um, pregnant pause here as I'm thinking. It's a dusty Rolodex I call a brain is flipping from page to page. We can hear it, too. Lou's going to complain about that, too. You're going to have to stop thinking so loudly. Or did I just stop breathing? Lady Candace. Candace is a, yes, Candace. Candace is a good name. Well, they call it Lady Candace because... As we've already mentioned, when it was first acquired, the young girl was treated more like a pet. And how many dogs have you called Lady? Yes. Yeah. So it was kind of a a slight to be called Lady Candace. We're out in public. It's like, oh, isn't that cute? But at home, it was just Lady. Yeah. Worthington. Lady Candace Worthington. And there, the Dark Lord has a name. Um, so it gives you, it gives you a, uh, a, a couple, um, kind of prompts for creating your dark Lord, like, uh, give an ideal in one sentence, describe an ideal that the dark Lord holds dear that governs their greater actions. And I would think in her, her case, it would be, it would be power and authority and being at the top as a child, um, I could very see, I could very easily see her, her escapades, both the ones that were forced upon her and then the ones she sought out afterwards as a game. How elaborate can I get to make this unfortunate happenstance look just like an unfortunate happenstance? Yeah, so she would not be um she would not be one of those dark lords that would just wield their power conspicuously. She would do so in a clandestine fashion and would be very patient. Oh yes. Well she has time on her side to start with. I can see her using the the house's head lady to We've already, it's probably taken the something of a matriarchal role that she never had. So there's a certain affinity there. She gets crossed with her, threatens her all the time, but never goes through with it. But there could be that day where she could. So the matron obviously is going to watch what she says, but she believes in what the girl is doing. We've already established that she's facilitating her. So with that being the idea, 
with that being said, um, I can see her. I can see her philosophy on the world is it's just an elaborate game. That I'm very very good at it, and through the matron and through her, you know, her station, she's gathered a certain amount of people that will assist her when they, when needed. She has a, a band of, of helpers. And I think naturally that bond would be the matron. Oh yes. So it's, she's a parental figure that is uh, much kinder to her than any other parental figure that um, has come before her. So there's a, uh, there is a, a, a bond and maybe even a, a, a love and a sense of security with that matron mother even. Oh, when things don't go go right, that's the person who, who, you know, scoops her up, sits her on her lap, hugs her. You know, you're right. You're right. That person should have died quicker. I can't believe that they had a chance to say anything at all, but that's okay. We'll make that. We'll make those people go away. The ones that heard him say that we'll make them go away. That's, that's perfectly fine. You have nothing to worry about. And now a flaw, because every good villain has to have a flaw, right? Oh, absolutely. So where would our 10-year-old girl, who is on a, a power trip by administering death through elaborate means, what would be her flaw? Why doesn't Lou roll? There's a table that we're rolling on. There is a 10 different things. Number and, two. And Lou has rolled, others, cons, others' concerns bore me, and I would rather have my lessers handle everything possible. And that's uh, that's almost perfect because yeah. it's already been established that there is kind of like this. this Circle. Um, yeah, of, of that's trusted That's exactly how I feel too. Henchmen. Yeah. From our dark lord. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> as, he, as he gazes upon his minions. So others' concerns bore me, and I would rather have my lessers handle everything possible. So all these other little things that she's, maybe the, it's boring to her. You oh, know, the, running, the running of the household. Yeah. She's the lady of the house. Even though she's 10 years old, there are parties you know that, that she's being invited to. And perhaps she tries to go to him now and again, but she just walks in and like, you know, says a couple of hellos and uh, oh, this is another party and then just kind of leaves. Or even more fatally, she's not she's not taking a hand in managing maybe some of her adversaries. Instead, she's sending some lesser individuals to deal with uh, people like maybe Strahd or Soth mm. and can I just discuss how fucking criminal it is? Pardon my expression. That Lord Soth is not included in this. Now, now I hope it's because they're holding this epic bad guy back to put him in the Crin book that may be coming out. I don't know, but I think it's I think it's a a, a load of BS. Shame on you, Wizards of the Coast, for not. Putting Lord Soth in this book. I was wondering when we were going to get around to that because that's one reason why I don't like this book. That's one reason a lot of people don't like this yeah, book. Yeah, Lou got his dander up when oh. he, uh, he read through that. 
and there was like text messages. And when, when Lou says, when Lou sends text messages, it's like you need you need an Egyptologist to get in there <laughs> and translate for you. Yeah, because um, there are hieroglyphs in there. Yeah. I don't know how the hell like, he what, does it. What the hell is he? What is he saying? He's using speech to text, and yeah. I think he does it when he's drunk. And he gets gets and all, somehow he gets like Egyptian symbols in there. I just, all fired up, and I have no idea what he's he's saying. So I have to I have to call Bill and have Bill translate. And I speak says, swarthy. Yeah, I think th- he's saying that. Soth isn't in um, the book. And I was like, okay, I was wondering why Lou was talking to me about his socks. <laughs> so that's that. That's what that is. And, and, it's, and it's, why it's he was walking shame. through a brook. You just, have, yeah, you have uh, a lot of... That's actually a problem with your phone, not understanding my text messages. Gibberish, yes. My phone does not have gibberish on it. I, I'm <laughs> sure it's like a download or an update or something. Um, but, yeah, what what is... Wrong with it. Shame on you, Wizards of the Coast. Shame, shame, shame. Shame on you. Um, for that and several other things that I don't have the time to get into right now. Oh, but we will. But we will. Just not today. Or not right at this moment. Not right at this moment. It'll get me all wound up, and then I'll have to you. talk about the crap Star Trek shows they're putting out and all the BS with Kennedy over there and Lucasfilm. And we did originally mention that Scott's not in a good mood. So let so we, we we have we've picked a fatal flaw. Yes, and maybe maybe the fact that she's not handling these high profile individuals herself uh, puts her in a more weakened position. Oh, no doubt. But you know, I I like where the story's going so far. She was born in a brothel. She left the brothel, so now she's she doesn't want to be at that station again. So she's going to do everything she can since she got adopted to make sure she's at these new higher stations now. Mm-hmm. Because she likes the power, yep. You know, and she likes the fancy stuff, and she likes the, you know, the 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 fancy sweets, you know, like the Turkish delight and the whatnot. And um, she likes being in charge of a bunch of adults, yeah, who are scared when she's angry. Yes. So I I imagine there's a lot of people around her all the time, you know, just praising her for the littlest of things. Oh yeah, you know. Um, it's, it's much like raising a children today. Um, or being with Lou. Or being, yeah, we pray, have to praise him constantly. You're doing a great job. Oh, my God, uh, nobody's a better producer than you. Oh, uh, I, I never would have been able to hit that red button myself. Yeah. Oh, you did such not a good funny. job. Not funny. That's a, that's a, <laughs> I'm going to thunder wave you. That's a great idea to not breathe while we're doing this. That's oh, such a good idea. I don't, I, I don't know how. We can't do this without that, you. That's why, you get, that's why he gets the big money. Yep, your hairline's perfect. Yes. At least I have a hairline. That's why it's perfect. <laughs> Corrupt beyond redemption. Yeah, and I think um, I I think the uh, the the act of killing for um, for pleasure and to exercise your control and power is it's an evil act. I think it qualifies. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's probably not just killed adults, but killed children. Especially, I could see her. I could see her killing other children that. Maybe um, were happier or from happier families than her. Oh, I can or... see her killing children that remind her of the kids that picked on her. Yeah, when she was in the brothel, when she was in the foster homes, because you know that a child like this is being progressively getting 
oh, worse and worse. Around, yeah. yeah, and been Orphanages. shuffled around. And there's those that that children are evil from one end to the other, anyways, because they say what's on their mind, they do what they're going to do, and they they hold nothing back. And that that is the quote of the century: "Children are evil." <laughs> Bill Robitaille. Which put it, is put it on a T-shirt. Which is why the government has forbidden me to breed, because I'm already evil, and the worst thing you want is something more evil than me. So, yeah, we were this particular young lady. Um, I could, yeah, I could see her killing other children that remind her of the ones that bullied her as she moved her way yes. from from home to home. Even if it was just the hair was just so. Or that laugh was just so, or the facial expressions, or the clothes they wear. It didn't matter what the trigger was. That became the, her focus. And Lady Candace was going to make sure that that child never, ever reminded her of the torment that she went through again. And I would, I would have a, I would have a book somewhere in, oh, oh, a, in di- her, a diary, her, her manor house with. Um, like uh, crayon drawings of the people that she had murdered, with with their names written in that in that childlike handwriting, um, but grisly depictions of of how they were how they were killed. So she's got this massive book that maybe she can't even lift. It's just sitting on a desk, and she will stand on a chair to get up there and we'll draw her pictures. Well, what if the pictures started off as crayon and over the decades or centuries, she's become just like everything else, more practiced. And now they're beautiful pieces of artwork done with impeccable calligraphy that describes each and every detail. Or, this is how I see it, why would it be somebody she already killed? Why wouldn't she be drawing the people who she's going to kill? Well, there you go. It is a bit it brings a little bit more of a macabre feeling to it because she's now planning it out, and this is how I want them dead. Well, that and it also reminds her of why she's killing yep. them, and at the, as she draws, the rage grows. Yep. And the the plan, you know, the plan scheme. So there's the picture of the person. And then the page next to it is, you know, maybe a couple lines and crossed out, you know, as the as the ideas go through her head, and then finally, at the bottom of the page, or you know, or maybe even from it, somewhere's on the page, the the plan the plan has come to fruition, and it's all detailed there, very specifically. And there's uh, maybe this calligraphy is written after the deed is done, but it's written in the blood of the victim, and there's uh, hair or bits of skin attached to the to the picture kind of like a scrapbook mm-hmm. um this this macabre scrapbook that a little she, a little piece of cloth you know the, the the color that reminded her yeah i could see that now i could also see this this tome sitting on there closed with a couple hasps on it and a couple padlocks and the, the key gently dangling around her her neck and she's oh well that's just the the key to my my hope chest. So that certainly covers the irredeemable portion of <laughs> the um, the the Dark Lord. Um, 
Well, it also covers, you know, uh, under that, you know, the, those harmed, where they're asking the people of the Dark Lord harmed need to feel real, give them names, imbue them with agency. Yeah, I think a, a, a scrapbook yeah. of of the people she's killed over there. Victims, yeah. yeah. Uh, it definitely qualifies. So now we go into developing a Dark Lord. All right, I guess Lou's, like, giving me that evil look. He looked at his Rolex, tapped it a couple of times, flipped me off, and went, time for a break. So, Which means we have, to get, we have to get Lou coffee. Yes. Well, well what, we got to flip a coin. Well, actually, we have to roll a die. Um, low roll has to shine his shoes again. High roll has to get him a coffee. And we'll be right back. Hi. It's DM Bill, and as you can tell, I am not impressed. Why, you may ask? Because it's what us old folks do. You want to know what does impress me? Besides a full night's sleep without a trip to the bathroom, every two hours, online shopping. That's right. Online shopping impresses me. There's nothing I like more than clicking on the doodads on my jitterbug phone and buying the latest D&D books and gaming accessories from Amazon and having it delivered right to my door. That's darn convenient. Next time your kids are on your Twitcher book or Facey time, impress DM Bill and head on over to our website, thedungeonmastersdojo.com, and do some online shopping at our Amazon affiliate store. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it's a great way to support a podcast. See you next time in the dojo. And we're back. Yeah, and I rolled low again, so that means uh, I had to uh, give Lou a pedicure while... Uh, Bill made him a frappuccino. I love this job. Glad know. somebody does. Yeah. My job sucks. You got it made. It's because you tell us we have it made. Yeah. True. Being a Dark Lord's way better than being a minion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope he doesn't go through a monstrous transformation. Yeah. Too late. Too late. <laughs> Not funny. Your fangs are showing. I had those filed down when I was younger. <laughs> and you're not younger anymore. He's got a big old <laughs> snaggle fang. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our Lou. We're going to call you snaggle fang. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful. That's the type of nickname that can stick. Yeah. <laughs> Lord snaggle fang. Three, it actually sounds pretty good. Three, yeah, three years from now, we're going we're gonna to be at some convention on a panel and someone's going to jump up and go, Lou, Lou, do they still call you Snagglefang? <laughs> We're going to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> yes, let's do that. So let's talk about monstrous transformations since we're on the topic of, of, of Lou. I, I don't see a huge transformation with uh, Lady Candace Worthington. But I, I do see something that is maybe uh, a very noticeable transformation, even though it may be it may be temporary. Do you remember in the Lord of the Rings when uh, Frodo met Bilbo at Rivendell? Yes, and he had the One Ring hanging out of his 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 mithril shirt, and for that brief instance, you saw uh, you saw like Bilbo Gollum. Yes. 
I see with, with the spiked teeth. Yeah, and the, and the ears go back and the sucking eyes and dark color. Yeah, yeah. I I see something like that when she is committing those murders, where it's it's like it's almost become uh, addictive to her. There's this this rush of kind of just this feel good rush that you know here I am I'm exercising my power I I just I like doing this so much. What if she takes on the form, even if it's just for an instant, of what she can never ob- obtain? Maybe a young woman. For just yeah. a few moments, you know, she, you know, she's so exhilarated and so full of both glee and evil that she actually takes on the form that she always has always wanted where she's a young woman and that fills the clothes that she's wearing and is standing taller and has a deep voice and the long hair and the beautiful face instead of a child face. And it lasts for a few seconds, a round or two. And she, she likes it so much that now she is always chasing after that. Yeah, one of these times I can stay this way. If I make or it grand I, enough. Yeah, if I kill enough people. Oh, yep. Maybe she perceives it lasting longer each time, even if it doesn't. Yeah, you're chasing the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's terrible. It's awesome, but it's terrible. And and her acts of 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 malice just magnify because maybe the more malicious and heinous the act the uh longer that transformation is maybe it's five seconds or maybe it's 10 seconds Um, well if if she can bring them to that that cusp where they where they're ready to cross over to death and she can somehow make that linger it's at that moment that she transforms. So the longer that moment lasts, the longer they're clinging to that that last vestige of life is when that's when the transformation happens. And the longer that victim hovers on that, that precipice between life and death, the longer her transformation lasts. So she's developed this um, this artistry to those vile acts mm-hmm. so that she can she can do that and prolong it so she can stay this this woman and you know so maybe she's she's studied anatomy and physiology extensively so she knows how the body functions well i can see the 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 cellar the catacombs underneath the the manor house with all sorts of discarded bodies and body parts and people in, well, incarcerated and that she practices on other wayward people that aren't necessarily part of her plot, but practice makes perfect. Doesn't it? Yes. That's off the, uh, the D 10 chart, but I like it better. I think it, I think it fits our particular dark Lord best. I'm reading, I've read some of these and some of them are kind of cool. Uh, but, I don't see really any of these applying to what we've built. And that's the beauty of doing what we're doing. 
you know, we're showing the new DMs out there and the players that are thinking about DMs that, yeah, the book is here and there's something to use to give you some guidelines. But if what you're building in the book and it gets to a point where it just doesn't fit anymore, do what we just did. Make it fit. Yeah. Right? I rolled an 11 on my D10, and this is what we came up with. Yeah, go off script. It yep. doesn't. Uh, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to fall neatly within the um, within the table. And and you'll find that if you s- start slightly askew of what the book says, that's going to become exp- exponential as you move on. It's going to drift further and further away and challenge you to come up with something that isn't in the book because it just doesn't fit anymore. So let's talk about the birth of of the Dark Lord. Now we're talking the irredeemable act that causes the mists to just envelop them and drag them off to the domains of dread. She has devised a way to kill everyone in the brothel that she was born at the same time and suspend them in that that golden moment she's been searching for, whether it's through poison, whether it's through a gas, whether it's through uh, manipulation and has drawn off, but all the ones that were there when she was a child and anyone that's there is as an incidental, she's going to see as, well, they wouldn't be here if you weren't here. And since you're here, you're going to die with them. So she has devised a way to do that to make her a young woman for a maybe not a substantial period of time, but for a matter of minutes. Yes, because as she goes from one to the other, as, as they're not going to expire exactly at the same time. They're going to, but she can. She by this point, she can tell who's about to you know expire. Yep. So she'll drift from body to body. And bask in that moment and then move to the next and then to the next and then to the next and making her way through this building. Children and infants. And maybe she is doing that because she had developed an attraction to a young nobleman. And the young nobleman naturally is not interested in um, uh, a 10-year-old child. No. Um, So now that she is a 20-something-year-old young woman... She hopes to attract this young nobleman, but uh, alas, the young nobleman is also not attracted to uh, sadistic serial killers. Um, I could see how that could be a, a bit of a roadblock in yeah, most relationships. Yeah. And um, maybe in that act of um, killing everybody in the brothel, in her her childlike tantrum she ends up slaying him as well and um and his family and so her body count is the the biggest singular body count that it's ever been and i i what if she finds out that this gentleman and his family the ones that are running the brothel and she never knew it until now oh even more even more shakespeare even more poetic because she she's killing everyone, then she comes across the you know, the main manor where the, you know the people who run the establishment, and there's this lush, beautiful apartments, and and there's children in there that who are are on the verge of dying, and she basks in their 
their death as well. And then the woman, then she goes into the room and she sees the the man that she's been searching, that she's been craving for. And then it suddenly strikes her that their their family is the one that's been running the brothel the entire time. Yes, her torturous life is directly related to the family that she sought after to be a part of through the union of marriage or whatever have you. Mm-hmm. And then the entire the entire family is 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 wiped out and I can I can imagine like a cinematic scene where she's standing in those apartments and there's uh you know children and infants and all manner of of people in there um drawing their last breaths and as that's happening the the mist starts pouring through um the uh the the windows and coming up from under the doors and uh begin to swirl around her um almost like these tendrils and wrap itself around her arms and drag her as she um, screams and protests, still in the the form of this twenty something year old, almost snow white like maiden, and as she's being dragged away, um, she's reverting back to her ten year old self, much in the same way that Lon Chaney would revert back to his human form in the old werewolf movies yep. that Universal did and in the forties, you know, this gradual transformation where she's in between one, one form and the other until eventually she, um, wakes up in maybe the ballroom of her, um, of her mansion, but only to find out that she's not where she was before because now there's mists and all manner of, um, distorted landscape that looks almost like the mirror image of of the landscape that she was used to but now it's like very different it's very upside down well yeah the the lush gardens instead of full of beautiful flowers are full of noxious weeds and poisonous plants the trees that you know were majestic oaks and pines are now you know something like a a, a mandrake grove and and with mosses hanging off of it, and everything is this. The trees are in the right place. If you went from tree to tree, if you had closed your eyes, you'd go from tree to tree. She knows the landscape intimately. Just it's a different kind of tree. It's different kinds of plants, and the household has been brought with all its occupants, with her matron, with her her henchmen, who are all very confused and. Sitting on on a desk in the ballroom, no longer in her private chambers, is that book. And the book is wide open. And every single page in the book, just very loudly, like the fluttering of like a hundred wings of as birds take flight, just begins to flip through the book in its entirety until the very, very last page, that last part of the cover slams shut and the locks magically go go on it and seal it and that's kind of like where the end credits of the origin story begin to roll yep you know right after that Um, what if she feels a burning sensation looks down and sees the key disintegrating she no longer has access to her book yeah or now everybody 
has access to her book. You know, maybe she was ashamed of that little hobby she had, but now it's out there for the world to see. There's a lot of different ways to go with that book. So, Lou, you're sufficiently creeped? Yes, I am. We should call Aaron and Jared. Yeah. (laughs) How do we do, guys? How do we do, guys? Do we do okay with horror? We know you're (laughs) the horror kings, but how do we do? This is just kind of off the cuff. And that's a look at creating a Dark Lord from Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. See you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.